Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Grief Gang podcast. I'm feeling after this week, I need to do maybe a little bit of a, like an introduction again. Because since my episode with Megan, lovely Megan, um, this time last week, by the time you'll be listening, um, I've had I've had a, a boost of you come into the grief gang world. It'll be on the page, on the podcast, like, oh, mate, business is booming. And, um, yeah, so let me just do a little quick spiel of what the grief gang is. So my name is Amber. I'm Amber, I'm behind the Grief Gang podcast. And yeah, if there's any of you who this is your first time listening to the podcast, that if you've been recently introduced via Megan's podcast or Megan's episode even, sorry. Um, yeah, this podcast and my Instagram page is basically here just to normalise the conversation of grief amongst the younger generation. Um, yeah, I decided that I'd, I'd had enough and that there wasn't enough for the younger generation. So I thought, take it to my own hands. I'm going to change the world. No, I'm joking. I ain't doing shit, but whatever, In it? Step by step. So um, it's been quite a lot of positive stuff. I mean, I never doubted it anyway. There'd be positive stuff and positive feedback from Megan's episode. Um, but just me, Megan was like my first legitimate um, guest. Sorry, Joe. You weren't really a guest. Um, and obviously we spoke like before and after the um, the recording and um, we were just chatting away and just chatting about our mums and just and memories and stuff like that. And Megan asked me, where do I most feel connected to mum? And it absolutely threw me because... No one has ever asked me that before, nor have I ever thought about it myself. So this episode, I'm going to call it Places of Rest. Don't know, that just sticks anyway. But 
I've been thinking about it all week. Like, I've had other ideas for this week's episode in my head and whatnot. I've sketched them out and I've written them out or, like, written the base for them and whatnot. But for some reason, this just keeps coming back into my head. And I'm like, Megan, girl, you stumped me there. I feel like I need to do it and get it off my chest. I mean, I would have always done it, but I thought... No, I've got other things in, in the mix. Let me do them. But this is, it's almost like it's demanding to be done. It's so strange. So, so yeah, I'm going to cover it on that. Um, after Megan asked me that, um, we spoke about it ourselves and whatnot, but I've had more time to think about it, like, actually in depth. Um, and it got me, obviously, thinking about, like, my mum's grave and where she's been laid to rest. Um for a long while, a long while, I found visiting my mum's grave more draining than I actually found it, like, connecting. I used to leave the grave... Oh, I'm not going to leave there fucking skipping out the gaff, am I? But I used to find it a lot... I, I would just come out being like, oh, I don't want to do that again for a long while. Um, But where it would absolutely break me, I didn't even... I did I didn't have enough room to even feel like a connection if that makes sense but I just left feeling more upset it's sort of like it took me 10 steps back every time I used to go and see the grave um so for those that don't know probably not a few but um my mum so I'm I'm originally born and raised in Berkshire in Slough um but my mum she originally comes from Great Yarmouth in Norfolk so my mum always said, whenever she would joke before she she died and whatnot, she would say, when I die, you need to um, lay me to rest in Norfolk. Because um, my mum's mum, so my nanny, she passed away um, only two weeks after after my mum was born. And I'll go a little bit more into that as well, because that's been a little bit weird for me this year. Strange. But, um, so my mum never knew her mum at all. Um... And, um, so, yeah, apparently it was always in, like, the, the will, I suppose, for my nan, or, but there was always a plot, regardless, that my mum would always be buried with her mum in Great Yarmouth, with her mum. So, so, yeah, but that's, that's my mum where she's laid to rest, but, yeah, my mum was born and raised in, um, Great Yarmouth and Galston area, anybody who knows it. Mm-hmm. Um, up till she was about, ooh, how old was she, dad? She might have been 22, 23 when she met my dad. And then they got together and then they moved down to Slough. And then the rest is history, my brother and I and our lives together and whatnot like that. Um, but yeah, after that, um, after Megan asked me that question of where do I feel most connected to mum, I immediately just thought of, obviously, her hometown Mum had two homes, obviously. She had her home here in Slough, where she made her family and her friends and everything like that and her lifestyle and whatever. But obviously her home is always going to be Norfolk and that's that. Um, I most definitely connect more with my mum in her hometown. And that's not just, like, that's not at her grave. That's what... It's honestly, like... um, I think the most place where I feel most connected and I feel most sort of like emotional and sort of like overwhelmed is on the beach, on um, either on Great Yarmouth Beach or on Galston Beach. Um, it's a place that holds a lot of memories for myself and my brother as children. Um, just as when my mum was here when we would go down there, she'd always be like, let's go to the beach, let's go to the beach. And 
that's my one place where I think I definitely feel most connected. Um, definitely as well. So after my mum's mum died, um, obviously it was a different era then, and you know people weren't really allowed to grieve as openly or take as much time as work as you know we are now. Um, so my mum's dad, yeah, he had to. He was a working man, had to immediately go back to work and whatever. So my mum was raised by a lot of women. My mum was raised by her nannies, her aunties. Um, it's quite funny actually that when not funny really lol. Um, when my mum passed away, obviously up that way up in Norfolk, they're a little bit backwards over there. But um, they do they do that weird thing where they put it in like the newspaper, like like it's like a death magazine, isn't it? and it um, and. They put it in the paper, someone from my family put it in the paper and there was, I can't remember it word for word, but someone put, whoever put it in, they put something like, oh, the, the little girl who was raised by, um, by her nannies and aunties and stuff like that. Something like that it was really sweet, but it's so true because my nan, my mum, she was, she was raised by multiple women. She was surrounded by women. Um, so yeah, so I also as well feel more connected to her when I go down the road where she grew up with her nanny and her granddad, um, and yeah, it's almost like like when I like walk the streets of of where she used to walk, like it's almost as if like I feel like I'm walking literally like in her footsteps. Like I do think I think, oh my god, like my mum used to walk down these streets. Like oh my god, mum used to walk in this beach. Mum used to go into this shop, or like my mum used my mum used to work in um. In boots or something and so if I go in there or just any like shops used to work in I just feel so connected like um when I go to these places that I knew that she stepped in before it's really strange um and one thing as well I found as well like obviously spending time with my mum's family like her great aunt my auntie Maureen and her uncle great my great uncle John her uncle John who is who are, like grandparents to us um it's nice to hear, and like when my mum passed away, a lot of mums, like old friends, like came in touch and whatnot. And obviously, I only know my mum as mum. I know her as a mum figure in my life and whatnot. But it's so nice to hear stories of my mum of when she wasn't a mum, when she was just Sue. So when she was a rowdy 22 year old, what she was like as a teenage girl. Was she a bull like? Was she whatever? Like, it's nice to hear her of being in, hear and hear stories and feel connected to her. Obviously, more relatable now. Like, I'm a young woman myself now, so it's nice to be able to hear that mum was a little bit of a tyrant like me. See, you know, the apple don't fall far from the tree. But yeah, I feel most connected to my mum, not at her grave. And I feel more connected to her in yeah in her in her hometown, just walking the streets of where she was. Um, obviously, just gonna delve a bit more yeah, into the um, place of where so yeah with my 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 nan. So yeah, I never knew my nan, and my mum never knew her mum. So yeah, my mum's mum died two weeks after she was born. There was lots of medical issues and whatnot like that. Um, and like I literally just said previously, like I've never, I've never really felt connected to the grave. Um, and I wouldn't say I still do now. Um, it's definitely got easier to go to the grave. Like, um, 
I think before I would go and visit the grave and I would feel like with every visit, it would get easier and I would be like, okay, this time it's going to be a, a bit better. And I would come back away from it feeling more shit. So I'd, I'd be giving myself like expectations. Um, and then I'd come away obviously feeling like I failed that expectation. Whereas now I just go to it and be like, I oh, know this is fucking dog shit and it is what it is. And honestly, God, going with, going with the, Go, sort of going going with the negative expectation of, yeah, this is going to be shit, actually helps me walk away being like, yeah, I was right. Uh, right, I was shit, yeah. <laughs> as, as much reverse psychology that is, that's what works for me. Um, but this year especially, so in the last previous two years, I've just, I've always just seen the grave as just obviously just like a shell. Like, it's just a shell. It's where my mum is laid to rest. Like, I've never really thought too deeply on the fact that she's buried with her mum as well. Um, and I know that that was such a big thing for her, but I never actually really thought, like, too deeply into it. Um, but it was weird. Earlier this year, so I went to go visit her grave on the on her anniversary this year. And um, it's so strange as well, because my nan's, like, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Inscription, whatever it is, you would say text, text box, is um, above, we'll see, my mum's. And I've never, I've read it before, but I've never really looked into it, like looked at dates and stuff like that. And I looked at it like earlier this year and I did the math and I realised that my nan was 22 when she died. And I thought, oh my fucking God, that's the same age as me. And it made me start thinking that, we think it, it was just, it was more relatable now. I think that's why I really started looking at the grave differently now because it was more relatable. And I know that's very real. Like not a lot of people do have that to have that, like, that's the only time this year that I've really sort of started to connect with the grave and the place of rest. Um, and I really started thinking, oh my God, like, my little nanny was 22, pregnant for one, Fuck knows what I'd do right now if I was pregnant. Anyway, different kettle of fish, whatever. Um, and she had a baby and she died. And I thought, whoa, man. Like, well, obviously, like, obviously things back then, it's a different era. And, you know, obviously a lot of people had babies young and whatever and like that. And that's why for me it's so, like, flabbergasting now because I think, oh, my Christ, I couldn't think of anything more, like, world-shattering. But I think, I think, oh, my God, she must have been so happy, you know, she was pregnant and could have a baby with her husband and, you know, life was on the up and whatever. And then 
she's literally had her baby and not even like you know like died immediately like she's died after two weeks so she spent she didn't even get to hold mum my mum was really poorly as well I think and there's some things where my mum um on her on her gravestone we have um inscripted a heart so big it had to break um and it sort of stems from like my mum was my mum was premature um and we used to say, you know, she came into this world prematurely and she left prematurely. And it's so true. She was meant to be born in like October and she was born end of August. Um, and I, I just really started thinking, yeah, this year. And it's weird how and it's weird how I've connected with the grave, not through my mum, but through my nan. And it's the strange things because I've never grieved for my nan. I never knew my nan. So how can I grieve something I never knew? But it's weird how I've just skipped the main person who I'm grieving for. And I'm connect I'm connecting with this place now, but not for the wrong reason, but for a completely different, other and healthier reason. Um so if if that reason can help me go to the grave and it be a little bit more bearable. Because as much as it is sad when I think about, oh my God, yeah, like we were the same age and whatnot like that, I now look at the grave um, in a way that I never used to now. And I hope it sticks. I do hope it does stick. And it, it's not just a, you know, a year thing. I'm going to be 23. I'm going to be like, oh, fuck it. It's shit again now. But um, I honestly got to look at that grave now. And I feel, I look at it and every time I see it, I think mummy and daughter back together again. They're back together again after being apart for so long. Like, I don't really look at it now as a place of, oh, my mum's, you know, six feet under there, whatever. I look at it now as a place of, she's with her mummy now, who she was never with before, and they have got a whole lifetime, a whole lifetime to catch up on, like, oh, my Christ, where would you begin? She'd be like, mum, where do I start, hun? Like, but that's uh, that's made me connect with it a little bit better this year but it's not my sole place that I feel connected to my connection is definitely in the places that meant something to me and my mum or just my mum or family members of my mum and stuff like that um and I think back to all the trips to the grave and places of rest and whatnot and I forced myself on so many occasions to go to that grave because I felt it was the right thing to do. Um, and it's hard because, obviously, we live so far away too. So we're down here, down south, and they're up in east. And it's a good, like, three and a half hour... Well, with my driving, three and a half hour drive. When I say my driving, I don't mean, like, fast and furious. I mean I'm fucking slow. Um, <laughs> so... You know, if 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 that place, if my mum's grave was a place where I felt connected, maybe that's probably why I don't feel so connected to it because it's not um, so easy accessible. I'm doing I'm doing outside thinking right now. This is strange, but um, yeah, it's not easy to get to. So when we do go, it is sort of a bit of a whole song and dance. Like it's not oh just popping down to cemetery. It is like we're going up for a trip to Norfolk and we're going to go see the grave and we know it's going to be shit and whatnot. Um, and we, oh, we used to go for so, we used to go all the time. We used to literally go like Christmas time, 
Mother's Day. So yeah, so it'll be like so many times a year. So I'll see Christmas, December, Mother's Day, March, um, her anniversary, um, June. Her then we used to go on like her funeral anniversary, which is the fifteenth of July. Then we used to go on her birthday, which was August. Then by that time, then it'd be Christmas again. It's like oh my fucking god! Like our life is actually consumed around going to this grave because we feel obligated. We feel like it's the right thing to do. And I remember one birthday, it might have been last year's birthday, yeah. And my brother was going up and he was like, you come in. And I work shift of you as well, so it's not as easy to get the time off. But I think I did actually have the time off this time, is that you come in and I actually turned around. And I felt really scared. Not not scared of my brother, but I felt really, I felt almost um, ashamed of myself. But I turned around and I said, I can't do it. Um... And my brother, he was really, he was really understand about it. I just said, there's something about like her birthday that just, and visiting her grave that just feels so, so, oh, it's such an injustice. Whereas like with the anniversary, like I get it. I know I'm going to her grave because it's the anniversary of when she died. Whereas when it's other occasions like Mother's Day and her birthday and Christmas, going to that grave just rings true that, this shouldn't be it. This shouldn't be how this turned out. This shouldn't, I shouldn't be here saying happy birthday to a gravestone that says Susan Jeffrey on it. I should, she should be here having cake and barefoot rose with me. And we should be in fucking Italy where I've wanted to take her. Like it just, it just knocks me back for six being like, this isn't the way things were meant to go. Um, so now after that though, after finally saying no, I'm not gonna do it, um I don't go as much as we yeah, we used to. Um, but that's okay. And I re- I used to beat myself up about it. And I think that's one thing as well, especially when when me and Megan were talking, like I remember Megan said something sort of similar as well, like maybe she sometimes feels a little bit obligated to go to um this place where it, there is like a mark it's one of the things where where it's the, it's sort of it's the last place where you in a way it's sort of like the last place that either like you saw them or like like above the ground if you know what i mean like it's the last thing we did for them so i think I know for me that I carried an obligation. I was like, this is the last place I saw my mum's coffin. It's the last place like I saw the closest I'm going to get to her again. Like X marks the spot. This is, this is the place where I'm always going to feel closest to mum. And when you don't, it is a battle. You're a bit like, fuck what I do now. Like I don't feel nothing when I come to this place or I feel nothing but shit when I come to this place. This ain't right. You're a little bit in limbo. Um, but I go now when I'm ready, whether it be a random day in October, that means absolutely nothing. Um, it's fine. Because I'll go when I'm ready and I will go as little or as often as I like. And it doesn't matter though, because I have I have my places and my people that make me feel connected to my mum. Um, and I think it's definitely, it's finding what works for you whether it's going to be... Obviously, I'm speaking from a person who... My mum was buried, so obviously with cremations or any other way that you've... um, You said goodbye to your loved one and and did whatnot. Um, 
find what works for you. If it is going to that place where you scattered the ashes or you laid them to rest or you had like a peaceful reading somewhere or whatever, um, find what works for you. If it's there, then it's there. If it's not and it's something completely irrelevant that you know, it could be completely irrelevant to both of you and, you know, none of you had nothing to it. But if that's where you feel most connected to them, if it's on the bog, do you know what I mean? Wherever you feel most connected to that person, it brings you the most peace. Who's to tell you what? Who's to tell you you're wrong? Who's to tell you no? Because it's what works for you. It's what works for you and your grief. So that's it. I'm going to round that up for this episode. I hope you liked that one. It was a little bit more of a bit of a ramble, that one. Um, and I quite liked it, though, because it was more... Something inspired me, and I knew I had to do it. Honestly, when I say, like, I have so many other ideas and whatnot in the bank, and I would try to spew them out, but I was just like, fucking hell, this is really in my head. And I thought, Megan, you've planted a seed here. I'm going to have to reap what I sow. <laughs> so that is it. Hope you all enjoy this episode. If you haven't already, checked out, check out the Instagram page, The Grief Gang. And yeah, let me know what you think when I put this up. Leave a little comment, tell me what you like, DM me. My DMs are always open. Um, yeah, I just love chatting with you all. I love this little waffle at the end. Hope you all have a wicked week. This is going to be Tuesday evening by the time this comes out. Um, obviously, we are all nearing the shitmas period aka shit christmas if you didn't get the pun um so i hope yeah you are all feeling strong for this coming month and if you're not that's fucking okay as well hibernate that's what i'm probably gonna do um and yeah i hope to hear from you all soon and you'll hear from me soon grief gang over and out Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.